Hi, if you're keen to follow our podcasts on our website or view our webinars or learn more about our other services and products we are offering, please head off to semitonasonline.com.co for more information. Welcome to your first webinar, Reframing Purposeful Thinking for an Interactive Community Movement. And my name is Mario Carras, and on my left-hand side... I'm Peter Minson, and I'm the Anglican Parish Priest in Whangarei, Northland, in New Zealand. Welcome to one of our churches here in Portland. Thank you very much, Peter. Today is a special day because we're having our first webinar and we have a live audience. We can't see them, but we can see them. <laughs> and uh, but we, we're happy to be able to, to launch this project. All right, so how to make good decisions. I think that is probably uh, one of the things that we all feel passionate about. You know, we could just know how to make decisions. Uh, I normally uh, have a simple uh, philosophy, which I always, when I'm, because I'm also teaching at schools and so on, and I always uh, ask students to make smart goals. And they say, oh, how do you make smart goals? Uh, well, smart is actually meaning uh, a couple of things. It means the S uh, stands for to make specific goals. So it needs to be something which is really, really specific. Uh, the M is uh, that that specific goal you should be able, in one or other form, uh, to measure. And so by certain time you would say, yes, I have reached 20%, 30%, 40%, 60%, or even 100% of my goals, and also in terms of the quality of it. And then, obviously, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to start or, you know, uh, project a goal that you think you can achieve, but it is actually not achievable. You, so you've got to check whether you actually have the ability to achieve those uh, goals or even the means or the resources for that point uh, matter. And then uh, your goals should be relevant to what you're doing. Mm. So uh, if you are a business person, obviously it will be your goal will have to be relevant to running a business or creating a new business. If you're a student, the school, and obviously your your goal would be whatever you do or your sub-goals should be relevant to your main specific goal. Like, for example, Peter, uh, playing on a phone at school is not relevant to the goal of wanting to achieve and pass that particular year. Good luck <laughs> to you as a school teacher to get <laughs> the kids to stop playing with their phones. That's right. Yeah, so if you uh, learn to play an instrument, obviously uh, playing games with your fingers is probably not going to help much to improve your ability to play the piano well. So that's not going to be relevant. And then the other thing is time-bound, that we have to be able to say, yes, we can and finish it in a time frame. Yes, yes. this is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is the end of the project. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think uh, quite uh, a lot of people struggle with, you know, the time frame, you know. Uh, we have only so long to live. Mm. 
you know, and we can only do so much as as a person, mm. you know. Mm. So we got to use your time, and we got to use our opportunities yeah. pretty well. Even to good good yeah. decision making is often forced upon us, isn't it? Yes. And in the example that we've given um, of a, a local parish church in a small town, uh, internationally a small town, being forced to, uh, by, a, by the COVID lockdown, to do things in a different way or to modify the way that we were doing it. Yeah. We didn't get time to, to ask ourselves whether it was specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-bound, yeah. uh, except that T for time-bound, it had to be organised by the end of that week. Uh, but we also set ourselves a, a goal uh, of we were expecting. How long was our lockdown, people? Was it four weeks? Our first one was a month. Yeah. In that time, we we hoped to to get to about fifty percent of our people. But we it, we overachieved that. Yeah. So we uh, we did everything we could, including phone calling uh, of of people to say this is where you can find. What the church is doing online, yeah. online. Uh, so it was yes specific. Mm-hmm. It was to do with with the the public worship of the church. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, going into a different frame. It was measurable in that we had feedback on yes. fa- Facebook and in terms of the numbers of people getting it, and we also got grumpy phone calls from people who said, "I don't know what the internet is, let alone what Facebook <laughs> is." <laughs> so please continue. Please continue to give us your order of service. Yeah. And some people would walk to the church and pick up a hard copy of the order of service yeah. because um, it, otherwise it was not achievable. Anything, nothing was achievable. And for, for some of those people, they would, at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, they would sit down with the hard copy of the worship, service of worship that had everything in it, including the words of the hymns, and they would sit with us during that hour and take that hour. Uh, was it relevant? Uh, R for relevant? Uh, yes, it had to be because we could tell from the, the feedback that we were getting uh, that not only our own people, yes. but hundreds and hundreds of other people all over the world were looking for something like this. Um, and, uh, and so, yes, it was relevant, and I've already touched on the fact that it was time-bound. Yeah. We, had our, so we had a week to get it going and four weeks to test whether it was working. Yeah. And the result of that, Mario, has been that we've decided as a church that we will continue uh, live streaming our services Fantastic. with improved equipment yeah. uh, because it was still, uh, there was a bit of an argument over whether it was relevant any longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people said it'll, it'll discourage people from coming to church, but quite the opposite. The community that now uh, tunes in at some stage during the week to our live stream, because they can do it whenever they like, they yes. can see it whenever they like, uh, is probably double the congregation before all this happened. Yeah. Peter, if I, if I ask this, you know, in terms of your numbers and and it, it all looks uh, or look uh, pretty good, uh, did you actually sort of uh, had to analyse the data that came yeah. back? Was there sort of a survey to find out, you know, uh, what uh, people like about the online and, 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 and why they... Uh, yeah. all, there, all there was, Mario, was people's feedback online, and it was very big for a start. Yes. We got lots of people yeah. saying, I like this, I can't hear that, uh, uh, that's too loud, uh, 
well, not, not very many people thought it was too loud, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we liked this. We liked that aspect of it. We missed this. Um, that's very different. Yes. And at yes. the beginning of lockdown, we got a lot of feedback. Yeah, yeah. And so that was our, that was our testing of the market. Testing of the market. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely good. Um, but I need to underline the fact that it was forced upon us. Yeah. We didn't have time to sit down and make that's a decision right. Right. Uh, in the week. Yeah. There was a group of about three of us wow. uh, in the church, one of whom is present today, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who kept talking about ways that we could improve things. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so we were a little test group ourselves. Um, and, and so if you're going to talk about strategic planning, yeah. Uh, uh, and reframing of thinking, which is what we're here talking about today. It was done on the hoof, yeah. and it was done very low-tech. This is the most low-tech mm-hmm. uh, of the the responses, churches responding to COVID-19. Yeah. Talking of tech, you know, what what I've noticed and, and uh, what, what my students, when I work with my students also, uh, you know, we uh, there was... The, Quite a bit of em- uh, emphasis on technology, and we need that and that. But my experience, to be honest, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the tech is is important, but it's actually the content yes. which people are after. The, the the option of doing nothing was not acceptable to myself or to a number of people in the congregation. Mm-hmm. We already had the challenge before us of. Uh, the fact that we were already putting the sermons from each Sunday service up on Facebook and some people, about 80 people, were tuning into it at some time of the week. So we had an expectation that forced... This is very much about decisions being forced upon us rather than sitting down and making decisions in advance. That's Mario. Uh, So those were our two options, to do nothing, unacceptable, (laughs) to do something simple, acceptable, and from that uh, decision flowed out decisions that came up with amazing stuff hmm. in this in this time. I mean, these people that are like in the music pool, they they were sitting at home. They had actually time to compose music. Yes, they did. Uh, otherwise, they would have been. <laughs> which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> How much time do we have for, for the? We've got three minutes. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, and, and so, so uh, you know, uh, when, when we look at something and, and uh, just coming back again to, you know, uh, making decisions and, okay, we have our smart goals now, we're going to go later to the hard goals, yes. which is coming later. But uh, That'll be uh, in the next, that'll be in the next one. Hopefully yeah. the next one. Hey. And uh, we, we, we look at our smart goals, but we have to write things down. Now. We can't just jump into things. You know, we can't just say, okay, I'm going to do tomorrow this and I'm just going to run with this and, and whatever. We, we actually need to be strategic, hey, even, even under the most difficult uh, situation. In our situation, yeah. that, that um, recording yeah. of the narrative and the questions and the answers was mainly done texting yeah. in that small group of people right. uh, who were analysing what we were doing and looking at, at ways of doing it better. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was an entirely digital yeah. Uh, which was in April last year. Yes. Um, uh, as a uh, a uh, governing body of our church, the governing body has uh, analyzed, tried to analyze what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So there have been monthly reports yes. given to that governing body. Mm-hmm. But it's 
I, I just repeat that this was a situation where everything was done backwards in terms of the reframing and the, and the new thinking. Yeah. Uh, there were there were very instant decisions being made. <laughs> it, was, it was tough, eh? It was, it was, it's not it's not easy. Uh, if, if you look at the, the next uh, slide, uh, you know about thinking. Uh, uh, We've, know, got got, we've got we've one got minute. We've got one minute before so we stop. This. Shall we? Okay, maybe we should just wrap up what we've just done up till now, and, and that is just talking about decision making, and that uh, every decision should start with with, with smart goals. Do we agree mm-hmm. on that point? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then even under the, uh, the most difficult uh, situation, we could we could make some uh, good decisions, even even under under pressure. We are probably just, we are just probably doing it anyway, yeah. without even realizing that's how right. we're doing it. Uh, yeah. But particularly if there's a small group of people interacting on it, where we are responsible to one another to make specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. Thank you. Okay. So uh, when we when we talk about thinking nodes, I've got three sort of uh, nodes that I've uh, put down the which I just call the. The centric or the egocentric thinking. Egocentric. We, are, we all but understand, thinking, we understand yeah. that. But What's in it for me? What's yeah. in it for me? <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, why am I doing this? Yes, yes I'll be doing that. And then what is the my life assignment? What's or, the what bigger, is God? What's the biggest, the bigger right. overarching yeah. thing? Yeah. We're talking about the reframing. Yeah. So we're talking about the bigger philosophy rather than just knowing the purpose and just run with that, mm. but understanding also that, you know. Why are we doing this? Why yeah. are we doing it? And what's our sense of core? That's right. Yeah. What is our assignment? Yeah. What is yeah. our assignment? Uh, I, I, with, with young people, uh, obviously, you know, when you deal with them in the teaching and, and all that, uh, you you very often hear this, you know, where students will say, yeah, but why should I do this? Yes. Well, what's the benefit for what's me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Uh, well, I will only do it if you let me do this and this and this. It's very conditional. Okay, and the third one is... Uh, well, I get paid. That's a, that's that's a that's a very really a popular one, eh? Uh, are you going to pay me to do this? <laughs> then I'll do it. And another one is that uh, you know you should do this because it's good for you. I don't care. Why should I do it? I don't even care about this stuff. You make me do this. I don't care. And As then, a music uh, teacher, you would have heard this yes. from time. <laughs> and then you know, I'll just do whatever floats my boat, you know, and uh, floats my boat. So uh, that is probably more sort of is, is that a Good way of putting it, egocentric thinking or centric thinking? I think um, in our Western-dominated Western uh, era, the 21st, 20th, 21st century, egocentric uh, thinking has become the flavour of, of, the, of, the, of the, uh, the century. What's in it for me? Uh, and for even organisationally, what's in it for our organisation? That's right. What will we gain? By making this decision, they're making this decision this way, and making this decision now. Uh, I suspect you raised earlier, Mario, the possibility that during the COVID era, which we are in now, creative people have started possibly doing things a different way. Let's workshop some of the terms that we've been using uh, during this uh, second session of our webinar. We started off by talking about smart girls. S meaning specific goals. It doesn't have to be ambitious, a big goals. It could be uh, baby steps towards a bigger goal. Uh, the M uh, stands for 
measure. So we should be able to measure what we set as our goals. And uh, there should be some form of baram barometer that we use to check or checkpoint where we would be able to say, yes, uh, we have measured uh, a particular goal. We can express it in terms of numbering, say, for example, percentages, or in, uh, in terms of an experiment, uh, like what Peter was explaining, uh, going into small groups and first trying it out before we actually could say, okay, we have achieved our goals. Achievable, uh, the A. Uh, yeah, once again, uh, we need to ask ourselves whether we have the means, whether we have the resources, whether we have the ability uh, to achieve what we set ourselves uh, to do. Uh, so if you start off uh, saying, okay, I want to start with a business and it will be a product-based or service-based, uh, you need to uh, ask yourself whether you actually have uh, the means to get to the goal uh, of uh, creating uh, this business. And even in an organization, or even if you're a student and you set yourself out to study at the university or school, whatever you plan to do, once again, you need to make sure that you do have the resources that could back you up. Relevant, obviously, this is a very uh, important point, and uh, uh, especially in our westernized uh, society, uh, we sometimes, uh, you know, uh, not uh, clear on what is relevant, and we get a sort of a little bit sidetracked, and uh, sticking to the a specific goal and and focusing on on getting to that endpoint would be uh, what relevant uh, stand for. Uh, time bound. Once again, uh, having a timeline to be able to get to your goal is an important strategy. And there are many software uh, apps out there that could be used uh, to help you time bound. Let's just move on to the uh, whole concept of nodes. Uh, we were talking about decision making and this uh, a node uh, could be expressed as a point in a network or diagram at which lines or pathways intersect or branch. So if you thinking of your uh, decision uh, making in terms of your career it will be a chance node. So that could be an option one, a chance node that could branch out into saying, okay, what is the probability uh, of being successful? Uh, uh, what is the medium probability or what is the low probability of your chance node or your point within your pathway uh, or within your plan? So a better way of understanding nodes would also be to think of a plant stem from which all one or more leaves emerge and often forming a sort of a slight swelling. And that swelling uh, it, it could be sometimes uh, a little bit uncomfortable, but that is uh, what uh, a chance node is, because you do take a risk uh, when you make a decision. Uh, a second option in your decision-making uh, could and also a chance note uh, is looking at your market and asking yourself okay I want to uh, reach this specific goal I want to become uh, this particular uh, profession or I want to launch this type of project product 
uh, is there a high demand for it? Is there a low demand? So from a second option, chance, no, those two would br uh, questions would branch out into another chance note. If there's a high uh, demand uh, for your product, for your service, or for what you aim uh, to achieve in your career or in your studies, uh, uh, it could further branch out into, okay, what is the probability of success and what is the probability of failure? And uh, once again, uh, as Peter has mentioned, uh, one could uh, try this out in small group and find out, okay, what is the chance of success? And if there's failure, not to see failure uh, as as necessary a failure in the sense of I have not achieved my goal, but uh, I'm thinking or rather reframing my thinking about failure uh, in terms of what Thomas Alva Edison shows us, that failures are only truly failures if we don't learn the lesson that they offer. So one should actually learn from your failures because you become successful anyway through failure. So even if you start off of a business start with a, uh, a project and it had fail uh, at the beginning, don't see it as the end uh, outcome. Uh, see it as uh, just a baby step towards uh, a higher step. And, and if you learn the lessons from your failures, you become highly successful. Uh, if you look at low demand, uh, because we're talking here about um, uh, going into the market and uh, uh, determining whether my chance note is high demand or low demand. Is my option, my decision option, is it in high demand or is it in low demand? Uh, if it is in low demand, um, what is the uh, high percentage uh, that uh, that note would uh, uh, bring me? And what is the uh, low percentage? So it's looking at, at numbers here and, and doing your sort of analysis within the market and then, and then uh, uh, making decisions based on uh, your uh, statistical information that you gained uh, from market research, whether it's a survey or whether it is uh, uh, other form of analysis or uh, statistical uh, feedback. So uh, once again, as I said, uh, with the success in the failure, high percentage does not always mean that it will be successful, but one could uh, gain insights from uh, the figures and the graphs that you see there. And looking at a low percentage, uh, once again, you can learn from that. And hopefully that will uh, help us to make uh, better decisions, uh, thinking more in terms of chance nodes and uh, uh, also seeing failure not as the end outcome, but rather a baby step uh, towards the bigger uh, outcome uh, that we are thinking. Uh, then we went on further by uh, uh, looking at three types of uh, thinking nodes or thinking points within our uh, network. Uh, we were talking about egocentric uh, thinking where it is all about uh, can I benefit from it's all about profit. Um, uh, I will only do it if there's, if you meet certain conditions, uh, whether I will be paid for it, uh, the whole question of uh, I don't really care about it, I just want the, the benefits of it and what floats my boat. So that is uh, egocentric thinking. Uh, the, the other form of thinking is the second was why am I doing what I'm doing? It's more sort of purposeful thinking uh, to become smarter and better, to gain better understanding, to develop insights, to help solve problems, of uh, to help others. So that would be the second uh, form of uh, uh, 
thinking node, uh, and the third uh, thinking node is the bigger picture. What is my life assignment? Uh, 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 one should do uh, a bit of do uh, spiritual due diligence. Uh, uh, use your skills, insights, and understanding uh, to find out what your life uh, assignment is, and sort of be uh, God-centered also uh, to in this uh, respect. And if you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact us at podcast at the Dr. Show dot com. Until the next time, kia kite, atera wiki.